Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled, Set Your Affection on Things Above. It shall be focused on the study of Colossians chapter 3. Before we go any further, we begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, help us to keep our eyes on things above, for all that's on this earth will pass away. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Colossians chapter 3. Chapter 3 If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walk some time when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth, Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another if any man have a quarrel against any. Even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleases, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. 
and there is no respect of persons. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Burnham titled, You Must Be Born Again. This was preached in 1961 on December the 31st in the morning. We'll begin at paragraph 80 up to paragraph 115. I trust you find it to be a blessing. What are you done then? After you have been died, then what are you do? Then you are conceived anew. Amen. You are conceived anew. You was first conceived in iniquity. Amen. Now you're conceived in something new. What is it? Amen. The living word. Amen. Oh, that it. Now we're through the struggle. And if you Amen. see it, what you got to do. Now what happens? You're conceived anew in the living word. What is it? The Word becomes alive in you. Hallelujah. You begin to see things different. Where once you couldn't see that. Now you do see it. There's something different now. Makes all the Scriptures come together. Makes everything dovetails just right. And now, now something's beginning to happen. Now, you died to your own thinking. Now you're conceived because we are washed by the water of the Word. Amen. Is that Hallelujah. right? Hallelujah. What do you do with the baby Jesus is born? Wash him. All right. <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. And as soon as a man has died to himself, is born of God, he's washed by the water of the word. <laughs> if it says Jesus' name, you say Jesus' name. It says you must be born again, you say the same name. Ever what God says, you're washed for that water Amen. of the word. Amen. Now, you're ready now for life. Amen. You're ready to be start out now. Now you're born anew, born in the family of God with a new parent. Amen. Right. Your tutors used to be. Now you got tutors that is now. You got a new parent. You can't be born without having a parent. So if you're born in the brotherhood of a church, that's what you got. If you're born in a creed, there you are. But if you're born in God, conceived in His Word, you got a new parent. Amen. That's God, ready to make His Word known among, with you. Speak it through you. Oh. Hallelujah. Well, glory. A new parent. That parent's God. He's ready to take His Word now that He's already spoke and lay it in you and make it come to life. Yeah. Now you have your training now. You're ready, you're ready to go into training now. Child training. That's the hard part. When you think you ought to do this, and the word tr- cuts you around and shows you something else. Well, they believe that over. I don't make any of what they believe. Here's what God said. You must be about the Father's business. Now you're getting born again. Now you're getting right. Getting straightened out. You have a new parent. So in order, if you're born again and got a new parent, then you got a new nature. The old nature's dead. And you got a new nature. You once was going one way, now you're going another way. You once was going this way down, now you're going this way up. Your affections are set on things above. A new affection. You don't love the things of the world anymore, your affections of God. You don't care what man says, how they laugh at you, say your old model or whatever it is like that. You don't care. Because you're born of above and your affections are set on things above. 
God's not ashamed of you and you're not ashamed of Him. That's right. So you read the 11th chapter of Hebrews right here. I got it wrote down. Just how people in that day, how they did. How they wandered about in sheepskins and deserts and destitute and everything else of whom the world's not even worthy of. See? Read it. It'll be good for you. And you can see there why people, when their nature is changed, what happens. Now, what kind of nature have you got then, Brother Branham? His nature. If I had my father's nature, then I'd do the things my father did. Yes, amen. But now that I'm born again, it depends on who my father was. <laughs> if you're just born in a church, you got a church father. Now you can call him father if you want to. You can call him anything you want to because he's your father. But if your father is God and you're born in the family of God, you seek those saints that pertain to God. That's right. Then you are God's child. Your nature is God's nature. Then when you hear himself say, Oh, our church believes the days of miracles is past. How could you believe the days of miracles is past when the very nature of God's in you? Amen. When he is altogether miracle. Amen. His nature is miracle. His habits miracle. His whole being is miracle. Amen. How can you be anything else but miracle? Amen. <laughs> your new birth is miracle. Your new life is miracle. Even your nature is a miracle. How you can look back and say them things are dead. This is right. You're a new creature, new creation. Sure. And when the babies is born, is all chickens but one. He was an eagle. He was an odd little fella. He was altogether different. But you see, he was born in another category. The the, the sperm and the egg was different. <laughs> it made a different bird. <laughs> Certainly. He looked queer, he acted funny <laughs> to the rest of them, but he's, he's only acting natural because he couldn't do no more because he, he was an eagle. His, his nature was eagle. So that's all he could be was an eagle. But uh, there's a lot of them out in these denominations. They're actually eagles, but just don't look right to see them lolling in the mud and things of the world. See? That's their business. Go get them. Amen. One day the old mother eagle come over, and do you think that hen could ever keep him on the ground any longer? No matter how much she clucked, how well she said, "Come here, honey, I found something right here. Come to oh my." His affections is on things above, <laughs> and he went to meet it. No more denominations for him. Can't call him away from it. And a man that's born of God, you cannot call him back into that rotten muss of sin anymore. He's dead. And he's born again. He's a new creature. He's got the nature of the eagle. He's got to get into the skies and soar. He's got to get up there where his mother is. His parent. That's why a man that believes times, oh, come join our church. Now, that's fanaticism. The, the day. Now, that little eagle, maybe he's standing out there and he heard that mother cry. And he looked around and said, where is it? Here, maybe she cried something like this to the little eagle. 
Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And my mother said, Days of miracles just passed. Cluck, 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 cluck. Days of miracles just passed. No such thing. That's fanaticism. <laughs> oh, my. Well, you couldn't hold him no more. I can just hear him say, Mama, how do I get up there? <laughs> just flop your wings, honey. That's all you have to do. You're an eagle. <laughs> just walk by faith. How's it going to be, Mama? I don't know. Just keep walking. Here he comes. His first few flops, he sat down on a fence, folks. He got that high anyhow. She said, just come on, I'll catch you. That's it. A new nature, a new being, a new creation. Nature of your father. And you believe and love every word that he said. Every man's word's a lie contrary to this word. This is God's word. The Bible's right. I don't care what the church says. The Bible's still right to you because your nature's been changed. Now, if you've got a, a church father, you'll believe in that church father. But if you've got Father God, you'll believe in God's Word. If you've got a father in the church, you'll believe that because you're of his nature. That's your father. But if your father is God, then you'll believe God's Word. If you're a church, you'll, you'll believe his Word. You'll believe the church Word. You'll be what the church says. But if you're born again, then you'll believe what God says, because God's your Father. Not the world or church creeds. Reminds me, one day the, uh, a yard that said they had a duck was following some chickens. And the, the duck, you know, was a funny little fella with them chickens. He kind of top-heavy, you know, and big bill, you know. But that, being he was top heavy, he, he had that bill there for some purpose. <laughs> and that's why I guess sometimes the Christian seems to be a little bit, uh, a little fanatically. <laughs> but, but, but that's there for a purpose. <laughs> so he, it did look funny as long as he was running around the chickens. He could, uh, turkeys and things, they, they, they had a little bitty short bill. And they, wow, the things they did, and it wasn't built like that duck. One day the mother led him, a bunch of chickens and him out behind. He's always way in the back, you know. Kind of, he didn't even talk like them. His language was different. They couldn't understand one another. That's the way the Christian, when he's born again, see? He come out of a different egg, that's all. See? Maybe he's got, I believe there's many of them out here in these denomination churches. That's genuine ducks. But they got a hen leader. <laughs> that's right. So they just don't get it. That sounds rude. Don't mean it that way. But I'm trying to make a point. One day she led him out a little too far behind the barn. There's some water running down behind the barn. <laughs> a spring going out. Creek. And he's going along there wondering what it's all about, you know. Following the hen along. Well, he didn't even like the diet they were eating. Didn't look right to him. These old things that they do. It didn't seem right. So after a while, he happened to catch a breath. That smell is right. Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, that little breath of heaven. Mm. Catch that little breath of something that's refreshing. A sermon that appeals to you, that strikes down in you feel the word anchor itself. Mm. Heavenly sunshine. Oh, Somehow or another, that breath that I got fits my nature. 
He breathed it again. It's somewhere. Now, you can't tell me it's somewhere. I know there's something somewhere that I belong to. Not to this creed. You know what I mean? He smelt water and his nature was a duck. So a duck and a water just goes together. That's the way a believer in God goes together. Directly he got another big whiff of it. They come more strong. That's why the wind began to blow like the Russian mighty wind. You know. It began to blow the breeze right off the water to him. He couldn't stand it no longer. Down over the hill he went, wobble, 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 wobble. You know, going honk, 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 honk. That little bill sticking up in the air. You know, he smelt water. Though he said, you fanatic, get back here. <laughs> no good at all. He done smelt water. He was on his road yes. to the water. Yes. There is a fountain filled with blood. Drawn from him. Where sinners plunge beneath the flood and lose all their guilty stain. A real Christian wants nothing to do with the world. They don't want to live around here haphazardly wondering where they're at. And today they're Methodists and tomorrow they're Baptists and Presbyterian and Pentecostals and so forth. Oh, brother. That's miserable. A real Christian wants to get the freshness of the Spirit. The freshness of God in his life. Something that makes him a new creation. As soon as he can get the outlet, he'll drive over snowy grounds or anything else to get to it. Away he'll go because he's a duck to begin with. Yeah. Not a creed. No, no. No, no. And if you still love the things of the world, you're deceived. Your sacrifice hasn't been accepted yet. Your nature hasn't been changed. Now do you know what it means to be born again? Your nature is changed. You become a new creature. You've got to die first and then be born again. I know it's time for me to close. But just give me just a few minutes. I'll run over these texts real quick. See? See? If you still love the world and claim that you are born again no matter what you've done, you might have cried. You might have had chills run through you. It's all right. I ain't got nothing against that. Christians cry and have chills run through them. And you say, Brother Brennan, I spoke in tongues. This might be fine. That might be just ever so good. I'm looking at a little woman right now that come to me not long ago with a vision or dream she had, and I got the interpretation. Still, it's kind of hard to go tell that little Pentecostal preacher's wife that she didn't have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but she didn't! But then she received it. <laughs> yes. It's different. See? Yeah, it ain't speaking in tongues, it ain't dancing in the Spirit. There's none of those things you can lay it on to. It's a death and a birth. Amen. A changed nature. A changed disposition. Hallelujah. The old things are dead. New things are new. Amen. The world is dead and God's new. God is your life and the world is dead to you. Now you get it? Alright. Now. Listen. I'm going to have to cut just a little bit here. You know, get the briars out of the way. Amen. Women and men that won't follow God's Word and His teaching after they claim to be born again, there's something wrong. I'm going to speak with the women just a minute. If a woman that knows that God's Word condemns bobbed hair, 
and wearing shorts, wearing slacks, dressing in Marley, and haven't got the decency enough to let your hair grow out and put on clothes that look like a Christian, you're deceived. I don't care what you've been through. You might have spoken tongues like pouring peas on a dry cowhide. You might have you might have danced in the spirit and you shook the whole building. That don't have one thing to do with it. It shows that the love of the world is still in you. When God condemns that, He said it's not a woman should have her hair long. And nature self teaches that man should have short hair because God is over man and man over woman. And if a woman cuts off her hair, she dishonors her head, which is her husband. If a man lets his hair grow, then he dishonors his head, which is Christ. See? Let your women adorn themselves in modest apparel, clean, ladylike. See? And then without the common decency to do that, you say, glory to God, hallelujah, I spoke in tongues, hallelujah, glory to God, that shows that spirit in there is wrong. It'll accept the Word every time. If it's the nature of the Word. And the Word is flesh, and the Word was God. And the Word is God. And the Word says in you makes you become a son or a daughter of God, an offspring of Him believing His Word. I don't believe in that old name of the Lord Jesus to be baptized in. Hallelujah. I don't care how much you try to explain it. I believe my pastor. Go ahead. That's your father. But if God's your father, you'll line up with God's word. Preacher, many will come to me that day and say, Lord, have not I cast out devils in your name? Preachers, have not I done many mighty works? Advance us on the field. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Illegitimate children. That's right. If you're born of God, you're washed in the waters of the Word. Separated from the things of the world and believe God. You're dead. You're dead to your own thinking. Dead to your own ideas. Dead to everything else but God's Word. It lives in you. Working back through you. Proving that it is God's Word. You say, I'm dead to the the world, Brother Branham. And deny God's Word. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting out of my born again. Me. Still with temper, still mean, arrogant. Somebody say something about you, you light up ready to fight. And born to the Spirit of God. No, God's Spirit don't do like that. No, God's Spirit is humble, meek, sweet, long-suffering. That's God. Loving, kind, forgiving. That's God's Spirit. Oh, yes. But they'll hold to that denomination and speak in tongues, prophesy, do all kinds of works. Jesus said they'd do it. Uh, Having a form of godliness. (laughs) Hold to the denomination because that's their father. They're born in that denominational father. But if you're born of God, this is your father. He is the Word. The Word. No matter how uh, uh, many sensations you have, still a child of Satan until you become dead to the world and alive in Christ. Listen quickly now. A soul, good or bad, death doesn't change it. 
I had a lot of scripture wrote down here on this one that I wanted to comment on. What a soul is. What is a soul? It's you. You are a soul. The part inside of you. And when you die, ever what shape that soul's in, that's the way it goes. It goes to its destination. You can pull it up no matter how much you do for it. That soul got to be changed here, born again. You say, what about the Holy Ghost, Brother Brandon? The Holy Ghost baptizes you into the body for service. But you believe unto eternal life. He that heareth my words and believeth on him and sent me has eternal life. See? And you're baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body or manifestations of the gifts and so forth. But you believe to eternal life. He that believeth has eternal life. And when you believe is when you're dead and are born, regenerated, a new creature. All right. The soul, I remember, good or bad, death doesn't have one thing to do with it. Death just takes it to its destination. You hear it? Amen. And if you still got the world and the love of the world in it, it'll die with you because the world must die. Amen. God's condemned the world. That's the world order. God has condemned it. Amen. And it's got to die. Amen. If that world's in you, you'll die with that world. Amen. I don't see I could be any plainer. And if it's good, born of God, it has to go to God. If it's of the world, it'll remain to perish with the world. If it's of God, it'll live with God. Educated or not educated, educated or illiterate, if the world is still there, it must die. And if the world is in your soul and your desires of the things of the world, you'll perish with the world. That's clear, isn't it? Should be. You're part of the dead world. And as the world is dead, you're dead with the world. But if you're born again, you're alive with Christ. Amen. And your affections is on things above and not on things of the world. But if you are born again of the Spirit of God, you become a part of God and are eternal with Him. Then death cannot touch you when you're born again. <coughs> you are eternal. You have changed from a creature of time to a creature of eternity. You have changed from death unto life. I'm talking about eternal. From eternal death to eternal life. If you're of the world, you die here with it. You love, the Bible said in John, if you love the world or the things of the world, it's because the love of God's not even Amen. in you. Right. Oh, you can't love the world. And, Jesus said you can't love God and mammon. Mammon is the world. Yes. You can't love the world and God at the same time. Yeah. And he that says he loves me and keeps not my sayings, that's the Bible, is a liar and the truth's not even in him. Oh, Branham Tabernacle. And all you good people, let's take inventory. This is New Year's. Let's start. Let's do something. Get the things of the world out of us. If it's still in there, let's get rid of it. Yes, sir.
As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy word. And may it be born in a manger of our hearts. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Mansion, mighty orphanage, my. 